Gardening with Sue McDougall. And good afternoon, Sue McDougall. How are you? Just fantastic, Joe. Lovely to talk to you today. Yes. So gorgeous because it's nice and cool out there today. I know. It's beautiful, isn't it? So nice. It? Yeah, um, it feels like autumn. We've got some callers already on the line, but before we go to them, um, I want to ask you, and, and this is for a friend of mine, he has a passion fruit vine hanging over his fence from next door and it's beautiful, but it never fruits. He was wondering if he has to buy another passion fruit vine to like cross pollinate it or something. Actually, he only needs one passion fruit vine. If it never fruits, it may be something to do with rootstock that's taken over. So the rootstock of passion fruit is so vigorous in the grafted varieties, Joe. And if it's the leaf is a little bit different, he can get an indicator, head take a leaf, head down to local garden centre and be able to identify whether it's rootstock. They don't, they don't fruit at all. But also some of the Panama gold and Panama red varieties they actually flower in autumn and then they fruit over winter. So oh, it just really? depends how long he's had it for, which is actually a bit unfortunate. The idea of getting a passion fruit is you want it to develop that beautiful, sweet flavour as the weather's nice and warm. So um, I'd get him to take, your friend to take a leaf down to the local garden centre. They'll be able to immediately tell us if it's rootstock. And of course, then rootstock is vigorous. You can track that back down the plant see where it's shot away and if it's shot below the graft and you usually can tell a plant's grafted you have a slight change in color or change in size of the main stem anything that shoots below that you cut off often it's most of the plant well, unfortunately he's only been in the house a couple of months so it could be a winter yeah. fruiting variety as you could say be, exactly so he has to wait at least a year just to see where it is um, we prune passion fruit in the middle of um, sorry beginning of spring and then sends out new growth. They flower on their new growth. And then, of course, they'll develop their flowers over the summer months. Perfect. Um, Trish, I know you're waiting patiently. I'll be with you in a moment. But we just have some leftover from last week. So Danny said, um, Sue, I have a huge problem with whitefly in pr- plague proportions. Could you tell me how to get rid of them? <sighs> whitefly is really difficult to control because you go to spray whitefly and they just fly away. And that's why they um, prevail in gardens so prolifically. So natural soap actually is one of the best controls for white fly and it's also one of the safest. Beta bug, which is a garlic and chilli spray, you can try that also. But if we can just continue, when I say continually, repeated sprays of natural soap and it's safe. You can use it on any edible crops also. It works really well. Um, and this one also from last week, uh, Julie says, my lemon tree has huge prickles. Should I continue to grow it or should I replace it? I pulled out my mandarin tree that was covered in prickles because it had terrible fruit. Yeah, that sounds like a rootstock problem with your mandarin. But there is, a, depending on the this is her variety of lemon, mm. yeah, depending on the variety of lemon where she's got it from, they do send out thorns sometimes. And that's the same thing again when we talk passion fruit rootstock. We talk lemon rootstock or citrus rootstock. We'll see where it's been grafted. Anything that's shot below the graft or shooting below the graft, that needs to be cut out. Rootstock is really prickly and has these incredible thorns. But also sometimes if a lemon tree or a citrus tree is doing really well, it will send out a branch that has got thorns, but it is but it is a fruiting variety. So sometimes they revert to that, but they still... Still fruit. Just so need the to trick watch is, it. Joe, check out the rootstock, check below where it's grafted, and that will give us the indicator 
if it's rootstock or if it's actually that particular plant. And final one before we go to Trish. Uh, Reg says, how can I bring back my dead fig leaf tree, fig leaf trees after being hit by the hot days? <laughs> if they're dead, they're, they're terminal, unfortunately, they? Reg. Yeah. <laughs> but what we can do, if it's just foliage burn, what we do is give them a light trim, put them in a protected position. They are prone, fiddle leaf figs are prone to dropping their leaves at the first sign of hot weather, too much shade, too much water. They they are trees that I say sulk. What we need to do is keep them in a, yeah, they do, um, keep them in a um, position out of the wind in a shaded but not too protected but an open position and then just keep the water up to them. Don't make them sit in water. Regular watering, light fertiliser and they'll shoot away again. Just do your and best. And it might be an opportunity. Yeah, exactly. It might be an opportunity for them to shoot away again. Yep. Fair. Okay, thanks. Now, Trish, you've been so patient. Hello. Hello. How are you today? Very well. Very well. Hi, Sue. I've got two questions. Um I've got a bird of paradise that's self-seeded. I gave it yes. to a friend. I don't know if she's put it in the gar- in the garden yet. Yeah. But sh- should it grow? It should grow. It will take many years to flower. So if it's the Strelitzia nicolae or the uh, Reginae, depending if it's a tall one or the black one, which is nicolae, the little... Um, orange and mauve flowering one they take from seed they'll grow beautifully they just take many years to flower okay well i don't know i gave it to her about a month ago yeah it'll still grow all right. no problem at all yeah well, they well take hey like i transplanted years it from my... they're grown from seed oh well hey that's not my problem is it yeah no not at all any other question trish i've got a fig tree right it's only got two, four, about six little figs on it. Mm-hmm. When are they ripe to pull off? You'll see they will start to change colour. So depending on the variety, is it a per, um, red fig? Does it get beautiful and dark? Or if it's a green fig or what we call a white fig also. So they'll just change colour. They'll soften and you'll just see, you'll see a change in the, in the fruit you'll know straight away figs are best picked harvested straight away and eaten so don't pick them too green because they don't ripen it's better to pick them a little bit green sorry a little bit more ripe they don't store when they're like that but they have the best flavor hopefully that helps trish um hello jennifer hello hello sue's listening to you jennifer oh hello I'm devastated to hear you're leaving, Joe. first up. Oh, thanks, Jennifer. <laughs> but I was only ever here for a good time, not a long time, and Julianne <laughs> will be fabulous. You were just teasing us. <laughs> All right, Joe. <laughs> thanks, Sue, for taking my... Sue, look, I've run you about this a couple of times. The last couple of years, we've been growing the beef ox tomatoes, and they've been fantastic. And this year, talk about fruit. I mean, it's bed and bed and bed, but... There's some sort of a thing that keeps it. It's like a sting. It's not. It's not um, snails. It's a sting. And when you cut them open, not only do they sometimes get smelly and an awful smell, but there'll be a grub inside. And yeah. I'm just wondering what I can spray to uh, keep um, keep. Obviously, some sort. I, I wondered if it was the same thing as the fruit fly or 
one of the same thing. Could easily um, they are. They're quite ripe. They they are susceptible to fruit fly. Tomatoes are very susceptible to fruit fly, so it could be that. But that's only a little larvae. So that's like a little maggot. You'll know. You'll see that straight away. You could try the um, Nature's Way Splash Bait, which is a if it does look like fruit fly. The other one that you can use if it's a green tomato grub, but you can use tomato dust, which will they often get in if it is a green tomato grub green caterpillar they'll get in under the calyx of the plant and you won't even know that there's a hole there but if it's a sting and it's quite obvious that it's a sting and there's a little larvae or so a maggot I suspect it might be fruit fly you can get fruit fly exclusion bags so you can actually bag each fruit or you can use a splash bait on the fruit to control the fruit fly sting and you need to get onto that as a green and then you can splash it onto the it's a protein bait that's you splash it onto the foliage of the plant and then it track is attractive to the fruit fly so that they don't sting the fruit yeah hopefully but with that... tomatoes the best way is just to to net them i would say bag them yeah um thanks for your call jennifer um craig um you've got a question about pears yeah good afternoon to you both um we've got eight capital pear trees in the backyard around the pool Six are in the ground and they, like, they've grown a metre in two years and fantastic leaf, beautiful, nice and green. Two are in uh, two oak um, barrels, wine barrels, cut, cut in half. And mm-hmm. they, around the edge of the leaves, they've sort of, the leaves have, were a beautiful green and they've slowly gotten browner and browner and black around the edges and they've sort of slightly curled. What's going yeah. on? Too much water? In Not the, enough? The... What? Not enough, I'd say, with the oak wine barrels. Because they are timber, they'll be absorbing moisture and they almost look like a, work like a wick. They dry out really quickly. Craig, and it's burning around the edge. That's an indicator to me that the water, unless it's draining, it'd be really hard to overwater a pear tree in a wine barrel at this time of the year. So we need to, number one, make sure it's draining. So drilling a few holes at the bottom will give us an indicator that it's full of water or you'll be able to see if it's really soggy. If it's not, wetting agent is the key. Make sure the water's soaking in right through the plant, not just finding its its um, easy way through the soil, down the side of the pot and out. So you might water it until the water's running out, but the whole soil might not get wet. So granular wetting agent, liquid wetting agent, really drench the soil. Um, liquid fertiliser over the foliage, a weak solution of an organic-based one. Some sea salt, seaweed extract around the root system really build them up again. Um, they're starting to go, the stressing, and you notice the difference of being the container compared to the ones in the ground. Yeah, um, Craig, thanks so very much for your call. We've got a couple of lines free, one double three eight eighty two. Sue, we need to take a little break, but we'll be back right after this. 